Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy and debuting on the show, I've got artist, producer, and writer Dylan Garcia. How you doing? I'm doing great, Donovan. Thank you for having me, man. I'm really excited. I'm excited because I'm talking to somebody in Canada. I know. Have you ever been to Canada, heard about it? Of course, you've heard about it, but have you ever been to Canada? Actually, the origin... My roots from my family on my dad's side were Anishinaabe, where uh, you call them, um, uh, God, I went blank, uh, were my tribe. Okay. Uh, Ojibwe, that's it. Ojibwe is out from that area out in Michigan, the, the, the Great Lakes and all the way up to Canada. And then we got colonized by the French and uh, they changed our last name. And uh, my roots ended up migrating south to get out of that, ended up in a concentration camp, I think in Kansas or Kentucky, rebelled and killed all the American soldiers and made their way down to Mexico. And then as they migrated back north, they ended up in my original hometown of Oxnard because there was a lot of work there in the fields. It was a big agricultural city. All right. That's a long history lesson, listeners, <laughs> but there's the connection, okay? There's the connection, baby. Canada, I got Canada in my blood, man. <laughs> All right. So tell us about yourself. You're an artist, right? How did you yeah. decide you wanted to get into music? I didn't really decide. Uh, I had friends in high school that were in a in a really popular like rock punk band kind of. And I really and they did reggae music and I really supported them and I always pushed them and I always always wanted to learn how to play guitar. And I never took that that leap until, um, you know, because I surfed too. So it was like the acoustic guitar and surfing waves. It kind of just all went together. Uh, but I didn't start playing guitar until I was 19. And a young woman by the name of Amanda Gerber broke up with me on New Year's Eve. And that was like my first love when I moved away from home. And uh Went to the guitar center that night, bought a brand new guitar, took my friend with me that was in that band. And uh, all I wanted to do was write sad songs about being heartbroken. That's how I started. That's how I started playing music. All right. Like an actual instrument. I played saxophone in, 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 in band class in junior high school. So music was always something I was interested in, but it wasn't really something that was promoted to follow you know, in my family, it was, you know, go to play baseball, play football. I mean, I was supposed to go to West Point, the military academy right after high school. Um, so I guess it was a little rebellion too to, to what my parents, what their dream life they had in mind for me. And um, I sat in my dorm room, my roommate was always gone. So I would sit in my dorm room and just smoke pot and just try to teach myself to play guitar. And eventually I learned how to play a song. And then I eventually learned how to play a new one, another one. And um, that's just how it all started. And never started. I never I never even envisioned that I'd be at this point in my life with music. It's right. really every every opportunity is still amazes me. Like, wow, like I can't believe like we even came this far when this wasn't even our original intention. This was just to, you know, write music and just, you know, just just be a creative, a creative outlet for me. All right. And now here we are, you know. 20, what, 23, 24 years later, and now I'm headlining one of the biggest, most famous uh, music venues in Hollywood, California. Oh, still, yeah. Just speaking about it just just still um, blows my mind. It All really right. Does. You got to explain more about this big Hollywood venue because our listeners are excited. They want to come party with you in Hollywood. So in January, so I went to the Latin Grammys in Vegas last November. I was invited to go as media giving interviews, just like you're doing right now, Donovan. I was interviewing people that were nominated for Grammys out there. I was interviewing people in English and Spanish. And uh, while I was out there, you know, they said, if you come out here and do this, then we'll give you a chance to perform at our showcase. 
And so I was like, okay, what an awesome deal. There was no pay involved. They were paying for the room and everything. Um, so I head out there and what I really wanted to focus on was the vibe of all these artists that were nominated for Grammys. Like, obviously they're doing something different that they're, they're getting nominated. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to feel their vibe. I wanted to inter like get to know them and, and watch how they talk and watch how they walk and, and just, just take it all in so I could learn like, okay, this is how, this is what people are doing to get to that level. And so when I came back from the Latin Grammys, I, I performed out there. I ended up just, just as I had anticipated that I was going to perform at the showcase, someone was going to watch me perform and say, hey, you know what? We want you to open up at a Latin Grammy after party. It's exactly what happened. So I came back from Vegas. Okay, what do I do next? How do I, how do I, how do, what do I, what do I do? Do I, what do I do? What do you do next after something like the Latin Grammys, right? So I reached, I had an email from this venue, the Whiskey A Go Go, the world famous Whiskey A Go Go down in West Hollywood. And it was to open up for some people. So I, I saved that email because that email came before I went to the Latin Grammys. And I reached out to the, responded to the email and said, hey, you know, I just went to the Latin Grammys. I performed twice, really kind of perplexed on what I do next. If there was an opportunity to perform at the Whiskey A Go Go, I'd love it. You know, I sent them my links uh, within 20 minutes, I get an email back. You want to open for Afro Man? You know, because oh. I got high, I don't want to go to school. Because I got high. <laughs> My life is so messed up. And I know why. <laughs> hey, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. So when you're, when you're given that an opportunity like that, you're like, how can I say no? Like, you know, and obviously there's a contract and you have to sell tickets and do all that. And I was like, you know what, man, I think I could sell tickets for this. I think I could make this happen. Let's do it. You know, I even went all the way down to Hollywood just to go inside the Whiskey A Go Go and sign my contract when I could have literally done it over email. But I wanted to go down there. I wanted to see where I was going to be performing at. And I felt pretty damn proud of myself. Like, wow, after the Latin Grammys, now I'm going to share the stage with Afro Man. And uh, so that show went well. A lot of people came out for that show. The whiskey took notice. They were already trying to book me for another show before I even went on my set. Hey, we want you to come perform on 420 with RBL Posse. Now, RBL Posse is a group that I listened to from the 90s when I was like in sixth grade and junior high school bumping their music. And it was like, whoa, I'm going to be performing with these guys, like guys that I like the guys that I listen to all the time. And uh, so we performed 420. They didn't have a DJ. So my DJ, to shout out to DJ Marco, my DJ, he ended up DJing after my set. He ended up DJing for RBL Posse, Flawless. And, mm. uh, and I'm pretty surprised because DJ Marco was probably about 12 Don Julio's deep that night. And he was still standing. I was just like, wow. <laughs> and uh, so we rocked that night. Next thing I know, Whiskey Go Go's like, Dylan, how about you headline? How, how, how You know, you want a headline tonight? Let's have a Dylan Garcia night here in Hollywood. And uh, I was like, well, if you guys are serious, man, I'm not going to say no. You know, and um, this show, it's kind of funny because I had actually reached out to a couple big top, top, you know, top artists that I wanted to join the bill with. And because, you know, you have to sell tickets, a lot of people are kind of, I don't know why. I mean, you sell, I mean, right. You just, you're basically the promoter of your own show, selling the tickets, just like a promoter would do. And uh, I was kind of bummed because some of the people at the last minute, no, we're not going to do it. You know, we get paid for our shows. But I'm thinking like, man, you sell all your tickets. You're going to make a decent amount of money. And I was kind of bummed. Like, you know, you get to see people's effort, like how much effort they really put into their career. There's some people that want everything handed to them rightfully, you know, if they earned it. But there's a lot of people that really want to work hard for this stuff. And that's me. And so after some people turned it down, then I saw, I saw something in Pinterest that said, stop trying to help, stop trying to bring everybody with you. Maybe the uh, blessing was just for you. And that was, I was like, you know what, God, you're right. 
I'm over here trying to give the limelight to all these other people when the whiskey's giving me the limelight. And um, so it was a really moment that I had when I was like, man, maybe this blessing is for me. I don't know who's going to be there that night. I'm selling tickets. Like, maybe this is just for me. You know, I really got to see like how much effort people are, are willing to put into their own career. The Whiskey A Go Go, I mean, you've had the door, the doors got discovered there. You've had Janice Joplin rock that stage. You've had Joe Crocker rock that stage. Like everyone who's been a legend has rocked that stage before. Wow. And the energy in that place, I'll tell you, the energy is so, so vibrant in that building. You start sweating even though the air conditioners are off. You know what I mean? It's just the energy. It'd be 60 degrees, man. And I'm dripping in sweat. Just like, wow. Like, I can't believe we're here. You know, it's Hollywood. It's not just you're performing in your hometown with the local bands. Like everyone is coming to bring it, right? Everyone's coming there in Hollywood. Everyone's on their A game. And that's what I liked about it. Cause I work hard to be on my A game. You know, I don't go out there and wing it, you know, and you know, it's really important to me, especially at a venue like this and, a, and an opportunity like this, you know, you got to treat these opportunities. And I started telling myself this at the Latin Grammys, you got to treat these opportunities as if they'll never come again. Cause you pass on it. You never know if you get the chance again. Mm. And that's been my mentality. Uh, you know, you pass, somebody told me this when I was in, because I was for me to perform at this Latin Grammy after party, I was going to have to put money out of my own pocket to stay a night by myself, which I was happily ha like stay another night in Vegas. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. You know, thankfully my credit card limit got it. I got uh, my credit card. They made my credit card limit even bigger. So I was like, okay, I can do this. Like uh, they did it. Like it literally came, the, the credit limit extension came in like, right. As I was on my way to the, to Vegas, like, wait, I didn't ask for this, but it's good to know. I got an extra two G's if I need it. And uh, so I ended up staying that night and, and the morning, that morning, a woman tells me, she told me that if you don't take this opportunity, you don't know if it will ever come again. That's true. And I'm grateful that I did because I rocked it like I normally do. You know, it's just, just kind of been having that mentality. It's just, man, this might never happen again. I'm 42 years old, man. I'm rocking with these youngsters. You know, I'm 42 years. I'm going to be 42 years old, July 30th, at the end of this month. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being the age that I am, I still consider myself young. I still consider myself a young stud, but this is a, this is a young man's game. You know, people are in their twenties doing this. And for me, I feel like I have an edge because I have a older, wiser mentality of things. I think that's why I'm 42, going to be 42 and still doing music, you know, headlining a big venue like that. I mean, I performed at the Lowrider Super Show back at Cinco de Mayo weekend. That was like 4,300 people were there. Wow. And, I mean, it's like you get these opportunities. I mean, this was last year I was performing at any car show, lowrider show, they'd let me perform at even coming, not, not even asking to get paid just for the opportunity. And a friend of mine was like talking mess, like, dude, you're just throwing money down this and that, but nobody knows in my mind. It's like, dude, this, this money I'm investing, gas money I'm investing in myself, these shows, driving, doing all this stuff. Nobody else is doing it. It's going to pay off, which it did because then I ended up going to the Latin Grammys. Now we got these big shows lining up and it's like, you know, I'm grateful that I have this, the, the mentality that I do. Because if I didn't, I would have given up a long time ago. You know, a lot of people, I've seen so many people go, come and go that were, that had money and were hungry and did things. And then once they realized, oh man, three years, I didn't blow up. Well, I guess I should just get a regular job. You know, I never had that mentality of, of just trying to blow up. I just wanted to keep making music. And I think that's what, that's what kept me, that's what kept me hungry because I knew what I was doing a lot. It was going to pay off because a lot of people weren't willing to do it. And sometimes when you're willing to do things that most people aren't willing to do, you're going to get things that people aren't willing to get. I'm glad. Can you explain more to our listeners about that? Because they're might saying, well, I've done everything and this is what it is, brother. How do you know what it's like? Yeah, people could say that. But then I, I mean, I could I could respond by saying like, man, 
do you know, do you know the, the 10 years of mental health setbacks that I had and I still stuck to it? You know, there's no, you, you stick to it even regardless. I mean, to me, I'm going to keep performing music until I can't no more. And you got to kind of, I learned this from a producer. You got to be constantly reinventing yourself. You know, if you're doing the same thing for 20 years and it didn't work, well, then that's your fault because you didn't innovate on what you needed to do to stay relevant because times change constantly. Cultures change. We're moving such in a fast, fast paced life now. Like I'm talking to you, you're in Canada. We're on Zoom talking like it's nothing. You know, like there's so much out there and available now than there used to be. I mean, I think anyone can be successful as long as they work hard and tap into the resources that they got. You know, and somebody that 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 ha- that's done the same thing 20 years and they get in the same results and have not, they haven't changed anything. I mean, they say if you keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. I mean, they say that's insanity. You know, I mean, that's what the, that's what they say. So to me, I just kept reinventing myself. You know, back in 2020, I was doing reggae music. I was writing reggae stuff. And then my friends, like, I said, you know what? I don't even listen to reggae music. Why am I making reggae music? And but that was the only thing I really knew how to play good on guitar. And my buddy that I was writing music with, my buddy Jaden uh, Secor, who we got our song coming out, you know, in a couple weeks. He's like, well, then why are you doing it? And I'm like, I don't know. It's the only thing I know how to play. And he was like, well, maybe. Why don't you start focusing on the stuff that you really like? And I've always liked funk music. I've always liked soul music. I've always, that's just what I listened to my whole life. And he said, well, why don't you do that? So I reach out to Mr. Ronnie King, who lives out here in the desert, you know, not too far from me. And uh, a famous producer by the name of DJ Tony G. And uh, DJ Tony G, he's produced the record, um, a record, one of my favorite records of all time called La Raza by an artist by the name Kit Frost. Tony G is the producer that basically put Chicano rap music on the map. So I reached out to TJ Tony G. I was kind of perplexed, like, whoa, DJ Tony G has an Instagram? Like, what? And reached out to him, like, hey, I know you know Ronnie from back in the day, my other producer out here in the desert. You mind if we, um, you know, set up a studio session? I'll pay, you know, can we do it? And he was like, man, I haven't seen Ronnie in a long time. What's your name again? Dylan Garcia? Yeah, I'll do it. And uh, so we all come out a month later out to the desert here in Coachella Valley before, you know, this is before I moved out here. And, um, I'm working with Tony G and not playing. I was, I actually had my guitar. I'm playing all these different things on guitar. And Tony G's like, Dylan, not to be a dick, but I'm not feeling anything. Do you mind if I drive the car for a little bit? And he opens up his laptop and he starts playing me all these diamond instrumentals that he created. And diamond, I say, because Tony G's a legend at what he does. And it's just like, whoa, he, I didn't expect this. I didn't know he was going to, like, he was going to, like, he was going to produce the beat and everything. So he's, we get to a song called It's a Vibe. It was just an instrumental. You know, they wanted me to do something upbeat, Afro beat, reggae, something upbeat, you know. And um, so we did it. We ended up cutting a record called It's a Vibe. Still kind of reggae, kind of, but easy, easy way to transition from reggae into something else, which I thought was beautiful that we did that song because it kind of was the last kind of thing that I did reggae style. A month later, I'm back in the studio with them again. And we're we're working on the very first instrumental that DJ Tony Cheese showed me a month ago. And it was, I was like, I gotta have that one. I gotta have it, dude. You don't understand. It wasn't even, it wasn't even that it was like, it what didn't have hit record material. It was just, I had to have that because I needed to tell the story on that instrumental. And we ended up cutting a record called Streets Be Talking. And I'm basically talking about my life in the music industry, you know, and um, saying you gotta be committed from the very beginning. Like you just, this song, and I'm talking, the chorus of the song goes, I'm whipping down the strip on sunset. Yeah, I paid my dues. I've earned my respect. Yeah, I'm climbing my way to the top. 
Yeah. And it's gonna stay that way, whipping down the strip on suns. So this song was me manifesting back in 2021 where I wanted to be on Sunset right. Boulevard. Whiskey a go-go. I'm already thinking this back then. That's what I'm saying. I'm Sunset Boulevard. I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard, watching, seeing my name on the marquee. And that song, I never even performed that song live ever. I'm performing at this show because it was a manifestation of what I wanted you know, back in 2021. And I ended up linking up with a producer named Eclectic. He's from London. He's a London Rasta. All he does is reggae, but he can make some really good G-funk and funk music. And linked up with him. There was another uh, producer, DJ, uh, or producer Able Beats. He's the one that did the the instrumental for Tell Me, the song you love. Tell me. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk I about that. We <laughs> started working with Eclectic, man. And Eclectic really... For I took what I learned from those sessions working with Ronnie King and Tony G, the, the, the expert, expertise they have. I took all the knowledge that I got from those sessions. I wasn't just there to make a song, man. I was there to learn how these guys work, especially work together. And, um, you know, applied that and started just recording all my own stuff. I uh, eventually got my home studio built up and ended up buying a laptop so I could take my studio mobile with me and just started working on my own just with the songs that I had and started really tuning in with Eclectic. And he started sending, you know, we started working exclusively together for a little bit. He was making some exclusive music for me. And that really, it really taught me how to be a better songwriter. Cue in on things like the bridge of a song and just certain, certain things about music. And it really taught me a lot. So I applied all the knowledge I learned with DJ Tony G, Ronnie King. Now I'm working with Eclectic and we just went off, off and running. And then I ended up performing at Pomona at a car show, Pomona, California, which is called the Inland Empire of California. And up performing, performing at this car show. And it was as if God, as if God was there, man. Like I'm performing my song, Tell Me. A lowrider pulls up and starts hitting switches and dancing his car as I'm performing. And in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, did somebody plan this or did this just happen? While I'm performing the song out of the corner of my eye, seeing this lowrider hit switches. And I'm like, man, this is the coolest thing ever like everyone's gonna remember me now the crowd is feeling in and next thing i know it was just like who's this guy dylan garcia because i was known in the reggae world i was known as a reggae artist and he's playing acoustic shows and playing all this stuff but nobody knew me as doing something like this i was finally doing the music that i love and to get that reaction and plus you know the reggae scene you know in in california and in, and in the united states it's a it's a it's a it's a majority white boy reggae scene you know, uh, some of those gatekeepers really didn't want to let this Latino in. So I just switched up on everybody and did tell me and had beautiful women in the videos. And it was just like, whoa, like, I think this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And that led to that song. That song led to other car shows. And that's when I was, like I said, I was paying my out of pocket, my own self. Hey, let me perform at your show just to get the experience of performing more and just for more people to see me. Oh. And a lot of people, I, I want an invest. That was in my own investment. That was my own investment in myself. You know, and they say, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, who's going to invest in you? You know, and I'm just grateful. I really <laughs> am. I really am. Going down memory lane right now is making me think of the hiccups and the stuff I went through and everything that I went through to get here wasn't easy. It wasn't just like, you know, I woke up one day and started making music and all of a sudden I'm at the whiskey. Like, no, there's been a lot of stuff that's gone on, especially in my personal life too, man. And it's, 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 you know, to show the strength 
of when you have all hell's breaking loose in your personal life, but you got an obligation to go perform at the whiskey. I mean, that was my escape from the, from the madness that was going on. That was my escape. Like, wow. At least I got a show. I can let all, I can vent. I can let all in Spanish. We say la mierda. I can let all that shit out on stage. And, um, you know, and, and, and now it's kind of like now that I just moved, I just moved to the desert out here, Coachella Valley, um, by Palm Springs and something about the vibe out here, this, this majestic, the mountains, the sun, you know, I need the sun because I'm cold blooded. Uh, I'm just joking. Uh, 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 but to be out here and I think of, man, like I just moved out here where there's just so much more opportunity. I told you earlier, I was at a job interview earlier and, um, just really looking forward to what this chapter brings and really looking forward to, um, performing on August 5th at the whiskey headlining, because I finally have some peace in my life. I wonder how, how much of a difference it makes having a peaceful personal life and going on stage, as opposed to having a, your personal life in a mess and going on stage. And what I mean, my personal life, my brother passed my younger brother, my only brother passed away. It's going to be four months coming up on the 19th. And my brother was my go-to guy. Like if, you know, I, he'd be the one that I'm calling right after I get done. Hey, dude, I just did this interview with this guy, Donovan from Canada. You know, he would be, he would be excited for me, you know, wow. and he understood, he understood my dream. Remember I said, my parents had a, had a, had a, had their destiny already mapped out for what I was supposed to do in life. You know, and you know what? God had different plans. I mean, I took the SAT 10 times to get into West Point and I couldn't break a thousand. Right. But then I don't go to West Point. I don't go to the military. I have no backup plan. I end up going to the junior college. I'm playing collegiate baseball. My shoulder gets torn out of place. Have to have reconstruction on my shoulder, but I'm more pissed off that I can't go surfing. I think, you know what? That finally just, I've been living somebody else's dream my whole mm-hmm. life, not mine. You know, I had right. my choice. You know, I'd be surfing every day, playing guitar and, and, and doing what I got to do to get by. But I wasn't raised in a household. Like we were right. raised in a household with strictness. You know, you did something wrong. Like you come home with a B on your report card. You ain't going to play all summer like right. that kind of, you know, right. and um, to go away to college, I really got to break free from that and experience life finally just on my own, 19 years old, moving to Newport Beach, uh, uh, Orange County, where the college was that I went to a whole different change of speed, a whole different culture, a whole different everything. And I was grateful for that because a lot of people never leave their hometown. A lot of people never even see how big the world is, you know? And yeah. for me, that was just, that was just incredible. Like, whoa, it's not like my hometown. It's different here. I've never been afraid of change after that. I've always been willing to just pick up and move somewhere and start all over and, and, and get, and, and make my presence known wherever I'm living, just like I'm doing now in the desert, man. Everyone smiles at me and I'm conversating with everybody and just, that's just who I am. Right. Right. I'm right. Really, I'm really, I'm really glad that I, that I, that I, that I took these leaps of faith to, to I've lived in San Diego. I've lived in Oahu. I've lived in Kauai, um, lived in Orange County, lived in Oxnard, uh, you know, lived all these different places. And um, I think it really made me well-rounded and right. open-minded to other people's culture, not to look at it like, Oh my God, they're different. You know, like think of it as negative, like embrace the differences that people have in each other. Right. And that's what it really taught me. Mm-hmm. And I think, all the experiences, all the experiences and everything that's gone on in my life has led up to this point right now, me talking to you, Donovan. All right. Now, can you give a quick message since you are a mental health advocate and we only got five minutes, but give us a quick message to those struggling with their mental health. What do you want to tell them who are listening? Just know that everything's going to be okay. Know that everything's going to be okay. You know, I know how it feels to not 
to not to feel like you're the only one going through that stuff. I know that feeling. I know that feeling how it feels to be alone. I know that feeling, you know, being bipolar, being manic, making crazy decisions, not thinking about like just I know that feeling. I know that, you know, when you feel so low. I mean, I was even dealing with depression, you know, a couple of weeks ago thinking nobody's going to come to my show, like all up in my head, you know, and sometimes sometimes you just need to take a, a deep breath and just tell yourself everything's going to be all right. And if it and if you're not and if you're really struggling, get help. There's so many resources. There's so many resources here in the United States. You call two one one. I mean, there's the mental health hotline. There's suicide prevention hotlines. It's just there's so many resources and people don't use them like they should. And I think a lot of times people try to take things in their own hands when they need help by a professional. And that's when you hear those stories on the news. So don't don't be one of those stories on the news. Get help if it's there. We all need help. You know, if you're struggling with something, don't be afraid to tell somebody about it, you know, somebody close to you or even a complete stranger. Cause sometimes strangers are willing there just to listen. Sometimes the people in our circle just want to give us answers all the time. Don't want to listen. True. So just know that everything is going to be okay. Even long distance. I'm giving you a big hug and just know you're going to be all right. I mean, that's why I say my slogan, if I can do it, you can do it. I mean, I've been homeless before I've had to live in my car. Um, sometimes not even knowing how I was going to get my next meal. I've been through it. And a lot of it had to deal with mental health setbacks and having nobody to turn to. But just know there's resources and you'll be all right. Just don't let it get too far without getting help. All right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms and throw out the new single in case people want to reach out to you or talk to you or other artists want to hear more of what you're about? Yeah, I love that. I, I I do check all my messages and I try to comment back on everybody and I try to be as good in, on social media. You know, if you want to reach out, feel more than welcome to. You could find me on Instagram at Dylan Garcia Music. That's D-Y-L-A-N Dylan Garcia Music. Or your best bet is just go to DylanGarciaMusic.com. If you go to DylanGarciaMusic.com, the link will be there to purchase tickets for the show. All my music videos are there. My, You can find my catalog on all your different streaming platforms. There's also a documentary that uh, was done on my life, which I was really, really impressed by because sometimes you forget some of the things you've done in life. Um, go ahead and reach out to me. I usually respond. And we got a new single coming out called Losing Sleep. It's a little kind of back to the reggae, but it's upbeat. It's a really good pop song. And I think it's great to drop right my birthday week right in the middle of summer. All right, all right, all right. It was so great to get to know you. Any five-second things you want to tell Canada? Don't practice so you get it right. Practice so you can't get it wrong. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Thank you so much, Dylan Garcia, for debuting on our show. Yeah, thank you for having me, Donovan. Thank you, all the listeners, for tuning in. Um, from the little bit that I've chatted with you, Donovan, you seem like a really great gentleman. Uh, it was really cool that you have your um, your your platform and your podcast. And a message to you, brother, don't give up, man. Don't give up. Oh, thank you so much. And for CJRU 1280 AM, I would love to thank again Dylan Garcia. Make sure you check out his singles and check out that single, Tell Me. <laughs> Yeah. Let's get into tonight. Thank you so much, listeners, for listening.